Hi, and welcome back to the Temple Podcast. It's a pleasure to have you with us. I'm Edward Pike. I'm the founder of the Temple. And if you don't know the Temple, the Temple is an online hub where we bring together changemakers, creatives, therapists, healers, artists, to share their experiences, their journeys, their stories, and their wisdom so that we can all step a bit further, a bit deeper into who we truly are, into our, our light and our highest potential. And this guest today, our guest, really invites us to do that in a beautiful and gentle and yet very powerful way. So in this episode, I speak to Kayla Arnold, who is a jewelry designer, a breath worker, a yoga teacher, mentor, and artist, and the founder of a brand called Passion Pilgrim. And that's really, really what she's about, as we'll discover. The invitation to follow that sense of passion within us, to rediscover what it means to be passionate. And as she says, to allow ourselves to be taken out of balance a bit by passion. In this conversation, we explore a lot the, the idea of, of conscious choosing, choosing time and time again to come home to ourselves, to come home to this moment, to our body, and to, and to our passion. I had the, the real pleasure of, of receiving a, a breathwork session from Kyla after the podcast, and it really was everything that she talks about, a beautiful, deep, and gentle space, in which I was just invited through my breathing and through her instruction and her wisdom to, to come home, come home to what was inside me at the time, what was moving in my heart, and to really kind of leave feeling transformed and feeling more alive and feeling more connected to this, um, this passion that she speaks of. It's a beautiful follow-on from last week's episode as well. So I invite you to listen to this one and also to, to maybe go back to listen to last week's because together they just will have a beautiful impact on, on, on what we're speaking to. And I really invite you to just sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast. And also, before you go in, I just really highly recommend uh, having a breathwork session with Kyla, which you can book online through her Instagram. Enjoy the podcast. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich can provide for everyone the way of life can be free and beautiful. Okay, we're off. Hi, Kayla. Hello. Hello. It's good to meet you finally. I know. In the flesh, sort In of. the flesh, yeah. Well, as close <laughs> yeah. as we might get for a little while, especially yeah. since you're in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> Holding down the fort in Bali till everybody can come back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same here in Crete. Um, kind of, yeah, not feeling much even impetus or desire to travel right now. It feels very, I don't know, very solid and grounded and kind of, you know, we kind of have to stay. But there's also this feeling, I don't know if you get that, but this real desire to stay here. Do you, do you feel that about Bali? Actually, yeah, it's, um, I mean, it took a few months to get here yeah. <laughs> in the grounded state. And then last, uh, last month, I almost had to leave because of some regulations, but yeah. Indonesia sorted it out so that we could stay. And I think after going through all like the roller coaster of the highs and lows and wanting to escape when somebody takes that away initially, mm. now I'm seeing there is a lot of beauty in choosing to be somewhere. So mm. I've been really feeling into that lately. And with that has come like so much ability to expand. So yeah. yeah, I have a lot more space from the choice to be here, even though maybe it wasn't a choice, but yeah. ultimately it is. Oh, that's a really powerful thing. And this might be the theme of what we speak about. It's <laughs> interesting that, that idea of choosing 
choosing yeah. to be here. So I want to let's put a pin in that because I want to come back to that. But let's just oh yeah, I got a lot that. going on there. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> Me too. There's a lot of resonance with that theme, especially right now. So yeah. maybe just start. Just you know, maybe you could just share a bit about who you are, what you do, uh, in your own words. Totally. Um, This is always the hardest question for me because I've always been really resistant to fitting in any sort of Mm -hmm. box or underneath any sort of label. Um, But it's so cliche to be like, oh, hi, I'm Kayla. I'm human. But really. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, from the outside, I think people can identify with me as like the stereotypical tattooed yoga girl in Bali that makes jewelry. <laughs> and I'm totally cool with that. And um, on the inside, I am very deep, very creative. And I also love to be silly, although sometimes it gets lost in my depth. So I'm a super feeler. And, um, and I love to explore. So... I like to play as much like a kid as I can. Um, and Bali has kind of been a nice place to call home for a little bit. Um, but I'm always, yeah. And then what I do in the world. Um, so I have an online community that I've been building actually through COVID. So it was more of an in-person community. And then through COVID, I decided to take some of these offerings online. And I my brand Passion Pilgrim has been around for a little while uh, with its mala beads. And I've always had this massive vision. I'm an Aquarian, so (laughs) the vision's always been huge. Yeah. Yeah, And never been able to get shit done. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the the vision's there. And um, so I've had this really big vision and COVID really created some space for me to start calling myself out to show up. And so now I have this online community of very small intimate groups where people can come and we do a bi-weekly group chat. It's just a support group where we chat about real shit. And then in between that, we do a small intimate breath circle to breathe through it and to feel it because my method that has come out through COVID <laughs> is mm-hmm. that it's good to chat about it, but it's also really good to feel it. And then somewhere in the middle lies the truth, um, yeah. which is usually beyond some sort of explanation. Yeah. And then, the mala beads is really just a creative outlet for me and a way for me to provide jobs to some people in Indonesia. I love pretty things. I love searching for crystals and going on an adventure. So I have a lot of different things that go on and they all kind of come in in their own time. Mm. So. Yeah. So it sounds like COVID really has kind of been a bit of a, a catalyst for you. And I'll put that question for many perhaps, but to come yeah. home to what you're doing. Yeah, I think... Um, I think because I'm super deep, I've always since the beginning seen this as a really existential Mm -hmm. um, play of the universe. And um, for me, it was really nice because I've always been a slow mover and I've always felt the pressure to be somebody or to rise to the occasion or why am I not building business fast enough? And that pressure, that self-imposed pressure always caused me to really crumble um, whereas in COVID I was like, oh, sweet. The rest of the world just slowed down to my level. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so now like the collective energy is like more, a little bit more chilled out in the like doing, and there's a lot more being, which is, you know, depending on how much time you spend on the news can be a different energy. But mm. for me, uh, I just have felt with the pressure lifted off, I have a lot more space to just go with my own flow and a real permission to do so. Um, yeah, which has been really beautiful, mm. really grounding. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting to to actually to see that. And it's very true to see the impact, that kind of impact that COVID has had, that it's allowed many people to kind of, to ground a bit, to come back to uh, themselves. Yeah, it's a real, um, it's a real permission to do nothing. Um, and I think when I came to Bali three years ago, I wanted to step outside of all of that. And, you know, that was the first time that I got real, really face to face with my limiting beliefs and my depression and all the ways I kept getting in my own way, which is what a lot of people are going through now, because when you have all the time that you've always ever asked for, and then you're still not happy, then you really start digging in to see what's there. there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Like I remember being in Bali and being like, 
okay, I'm still not happy. It's it's definitely me. It's definitely not my situation. It's definitely me. So, <laughs> which is confronting for That's everybody. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you come from? You said you arrived in Bali three years before. What's been your journey to, to where you are now? Yeah. So physically, I came from Whistler in Canada. I yeah. lived there for almost a decade. It's to date, one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. It um, it was really bittersweet to leave. And even as I'm talking about it right now, <laughs> and my heart is just like reaching out for it yeah. um, because I really, really connect with the land there. And uh, yeah, just coming from a background of being really social, snowboarding, um, I ended up getting a concussion. I've had a few, but I got a really bad one five years ago. And I couldn't work for six months. I didn't snowboard for two years. And then I left the country. Mm. So that was something that really um, being with myself in that darkness really was like, okay, it's time to go. Like it's time to do this thing that you keep wanting to do. And then I had decided to move to Australia because somebody mentioned um, it was basically on a trip. I went to India uh, by myself as like my fourth ever country to visit because I like to go big or go home. And, um, and on my way back from that, I was like, this is, this is where I need to be this side of the world. I just felt really at home in those streets, looking up at the sky, I can still like visualize it in like a yellowy kind of city in Rajasthan. And when I got back to Canada, I had culture shock for like three months, even though I'd only been in India for one, uh, I was like a denial of my own culture or something. Mm. And then I decided to leave Whistler. Fast forward, I thought I was going to maybe move somewhere else in Canada. And some random person was like, why don't you move to Australia? Like as a joke. And my body was like, yes, that feels so good. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to move to Australia. And being a Canadian, I got my work permit in like 30 seconds and um, moved to Australia but nine days later, I came to Bali to do a yoga teacher training and a life coaching course. And then when I was in Bali, I was on the back of the scooter with my friend Tiziana from Italy. And I was like, hey, Tiziana. She's like, yeah. I'm like, I think I live here. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> so I flew back to Australia, got rid of half my shit, got the rest, came to Bali. Um, series of events. I'm still here. I've traveled around Asia a little bit in between. Went back to Canada last year thinking mm. that's where I wanted to be, figuring out when I moved everything back that I didn't want to be there. And here I am choosing to be here a little bit more than the first time around and really enjoying the space. Mm. Mm-hmm. Interesting you use the word choosing. I love that. Choosing to be <laughs> here, choosing to be home. Is that like yeah. a is that something you've been exploring? How has that been? working with you yeah so I mean I guess most recently I've been doing a lot of work with my own energy I mean I'm an I work with energy anyway but I've been uh, I've received a few sessions more recently Um, I'm a very airy person so I am a chameleon to other people's energies I'm sensitive get pulled in every direction and so I can, and I get really excited really easily and then really depressed really easily. And it's just like this constant thing. And so what's really helped me stay grounded is conscious choice. And uh, actually me and Chloe talk about it a lot. And um, in my session recently, she was saying to me, oh, your soul's actually not fully here. And in, you know, the depths of my depression, which is something I've struggled with for years and years, I have a background of, you know, addiction and mental health and and all that. I mean, it's been a long time since I've even had a drink, but um, which was a choice. I had to choose to mm. give up drugs and alcohol because yeah. I wanted to manage myself a bit more. And it's been probably five and a half years now since I've touched any of that. And yeah. um, and so back, so yeah, coming back to my session, I she just said, yeah, you're, you know, something happened when you were a kid, and you know, some sort of trauma and your soul kind of like vacated at that Mm -hmm. point. And so there's always been this disconnect. And I know when I get really sad or really dark, the thing that goes through my head is I fucking hate being in my body. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't want to be here. I can't, I hate the way my skin feels. And it's all these really, really dark negative statements that come in about being stuck inside my body. Yeah. 
and it's it's quite a violent kind of inner internal conflict. So the more I choose to be here, the more that I ground in the ocean, ground on the earth, um, really ground in nature, slowing down and and looking around and connecting with the world around me, the less I even have those conflict. Like I haven't had a thought like that for a really long time because when it does get dark, I know it flows through if yeah. I don't hold on to it. And so, yeah, it's um, a lot easier said than done. It's actually probably my biggest spiritual practice is mm. to choose it's like you know you know when you're married you got to choose your partner again and again and again they say (laughs) 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 I don't know I'll find out but um but uh that continuing to come back to the same choice again and again Mm. when you get up in the morning you have to choose to be here when shit goes crazy that day you got to choose to come back to center you know so yeah it's um it's a practice it's a beautiful practice and such a good reminder of what you're bringing today. Like that idea of it's more, it's more than conscious choice. It's like another word, maybe like regular conscious choice, but that's not, it's not like a or commitment to conscious choice. Commitment's a good one. Mm. So as you, as a fellow Aquarian, you understand how much that sucks, the commitment part <laughs> and how much you're like, no, I don't want to be trapped in that. Like, yeah. what if I, what if I choose the wrong thing or whatever? And it's like, who cares what's going on later? Be present now. Just mm. choose something now. Choose something now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you're right, especially for, for those of, of us that struggle to be here, to be in the body a bit more and maybe have, you know, this, have, have more intuition and access to like, let's call it, different planes of consciousness but struggle to be more in the physical in the here and now that idea of choice is so powerful what you're bringing today like really okay I'm choosing to be here I'm choosing to be in my body be in my be with my breath to be as you said like with nature with the sounds with my senses it's a really powerful thing to remember yeah and um you know, it's beautiful to be sensitive and it's beautiful to fly and to play in the clouds and, and, you know, but there's a great magic in being here and really like, like looking and feeling the fineness of, of some sand and really feeling the water because, you know, let's talk super existential right now. If your soul chose to be here in your body at this time right now, I have goosebumps, um, it came here to experience the full spectrum of what yeah. it means to be human. Yeah. So why are you keep trying to go back up to yeah. the clouds? Like Ram Das, be here now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's interesting after I had that session to be like, okay, yeah, I do have to choose to be here every single day. Otherwise I'm going to end up feeling really lost and, not really know where I am and not really know who I am and all those big questions that we ask ourselves. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel moved by what you're saying, you know, because I feel it's, um, I'm really receiving that essence of, of choosing every single day. Cause I notice in my life and I see in others around, around me, you know, there's, there's a creativity, a sensitivity, there's, but there is, it can bring that, oh, one day shi- this is shiny and this is shiny and this is shiny. And kind of like, you know, what am I doing? Who am I? You know, what am I actually? Oh, a squirrel. Yes, a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, ooh, and down this road and down this road. Yeah. And it just confuses. Well, it's not, it's not an enjoyable place to be in any way. Although it feels enjoyable because it's exciting and there's this bright light. But it, it is. Like it's also confusing to us to others, to, to the cosmos, but choosing is well, a it needs, powerful It needs thing. balance. Mm. You know, a kite can fly, but it's got to be rooted to the ground, mm. you know, and there's a, the, you know, the yang, the excitement, the hot, you know, all that beautiful energy was well, got to be balanced out with the yin, like people got to yeah. sleep, <laughs> you know, the, you know, if it was just sunny every single day, the earth would burn up, you know, we have, we need to have nighttime. Um, so you know, when you're thinking of, you know, being up high, this is really great, but don't forget to bring yourself back down so that you can go back up high and then you can bring yourself back down Mm. and, and really, then you can choose a little bit more of when that happens. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So I'm, you really I'm, rent down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's more. Um, a, a question that come, came jumped into my mind a second ago was, and this might be a very new question to you, or it might not be, is there, what is the link between this and the idea of, let's call it committed conscious choice to the, your brand, Passion Pilgrim? Like those two words, they really resonate, but I'm curious if, what is, is there a link there? Yeah, um, let me sit with that for a sec. Well, um, what's been coming out? So because this is my journey, I have, I've had to choose to be here. This is who I am. Um, I help people do that too, because I'm the expert of being lost. like dude you're stuck in the jungle I know exactly how to survive (laughs) you know so um and I know how to get there without a map Mm. so my brand passion pilgrim is you know and I I did some coaching before I took a break from it I came back to it and you know what's really birthed in this last year um you know the mala beads first of all are super grounding playing with crystals Mm, tying knots in string I mean that is just like you don't think of anything when you're crafting so that's been really grounding for my energy and then all of the practices that I do always bring you back down into your body um, back down to earth, even though breath work can be quite elevating, uh, the, the style that I teach is very gentle and there's a long kind of grounding aspect at the end of mm. it. Um, in all of our group calls, I start by getting people in their body because they arrive with all their shit. And then it's like, okay, let's come here right now and arrive and yeah. then move forward from that stage. So talking about passion pilgrim, I mean, I came up with that name five years ago during my concussion and I was like, what am I going to do? I know I want to like travel and like share my, my travels. And I don't, I don't know what I want to do though. Cause I like, wish I had a passion like snowboarding or like one thing, you know? Um, but I don't want to choose one thing. I like everything. <laughs> my favorite color is rainbow. And, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, let's maybe I'll be a blogger. Cause at that time, like, you know, the only way you could think about being an, digital nomad or whatever was being a blogger whatever and uh so anyway after looking through a whole bunch of synonyms on google it came down to passion pilgrim and that i was like okay yeah i'm gonna like write a blog about traveling the world searching for my passion you know when really actually i just like being passionate and exploring so everything i do i do it with my heart and i do it a hundred percent and the definition of a passion pilgrim is that I've came up with is it's an individual with an unshakable commitment to create, connect, and explore. Mm. I mean, mm. You find me one person who's lost that doesn't like to be creative, doesn't want to go on an adventure, mm. and doesn't want to connect with a community like them. Yeah, you know? So it really helped me find something to identify with that was outside of that box. Mm. You know, it's very airy, just like I am. But um, and then all my people that come to me, they they know that something's going on, and they really something's got to shift, and they want to enjoy their life more, and they don't know where they want to go, or anything like that. And I'm like, that's cool because I'm actually not here to promise you anything. I'm just here to make you feel safe and help you feel safe in your body and be comfortable with who you really are. And so let's dig in and find out who you really are and then learn to love that person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. And this is also like this pilgrimage into your in, in, inner pilgrimage, right? I love the word yeah. pilgrim. Yeah. It's in a journey into rediscovering who you are and what you're passionate about and what you want to connect with and what you want to explore and what you want to create. Yeah. And also like living in passion, you know, like being able to be, to live life to the point of tears, being able to handle all of this influx of energy that's flowing through you all the time and stop trying to shut it down, just allow it to flow and really allow yourself to be full and vibrant in that or deep and sticky in your darkness, you know, Mm -hmm. like both of those are very beautiful. Um, so it's with great passion that you feel those things. Otherwise you'd just be flatline. Mm. 
Yeah. And really choosing to be in that, choosing, as you mm -hmm. said, to let's just be in that, the experience, the wave of life, whatever it brings to you. Mm -hmm. And being flexible. Mm. You know, like what I'm doing now, even with my brand is different from what I thought it would be like a year and a half ago or whatever. Like we, we can re-choose who we are all the time. So that's why it's really good to stay present because then you're just here for it. And then when you feel like you want to shift that, then you can. And then... Mm you're present in that. Mm. So it's, it's a big difference between kind of, you know, choosing what you're saying is it's not choosing a specific path and saying, I'm going to, nah. you know, do coaching my whole life, for example, or do, nah. do send my mala beads my whole life. It's more the choices in, in being centered and being connected. With yeah. Yourself. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So that's the other thing. So right now I'm working on a lot of branding so that all of these ideas can be really concise and you just brought it together for me. <laughs> so coming back to your inner compass, you know, we're allowed to sway from side to side, up, down, all over the place, but coming back to your center again and again and again and again. And so before you change directions, just coming back to your center and then, you know, figuring out where to go from there, which um, it reminds me of this thing that came in through this session I had with this other woman and you know, I was like, how do I, how do I be happy? And, you know, I was like, I have everything I've ever wanted. Like, you know, which sounds really, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I, you know, I'm living in Bali and all this stuff. And, yeah. you know, the only things that are going wrong are just normal life stuff. And so how do I choose to be happy in all of that? And, and then the thing that came in was like, stop, look and listen, you know, so stop. If I'm getting overwhelmed, just stop. And then look around, connect with my environment and all the colors because colors make me happy. Mm. And then listen to the birds, you know, listen to the dog barking next door, listen to my breath. And that really grounds my energy down. And then from that point, then I can choose how to move forward. And it's the same thing when you cross the street, you know, you stop, look and listen, mm. and then you cross the street. Mm. I'm getting this image as you're speaking of, you know, being in this ocean, especially people who are sensitive, creative, let's say open to, to energy. There's this real you know, even Aquarius, you know, Aquarians, maybe not specifically Aquarians, this, like this, this ocean of this flow of ideas and creation and inspiration and guidance. And without that, like, you know, that being, not being grounded in the bottom of the ocean, we get swirled around by all these currents. That's my experience. And mm -hmm. it, what you're inviting us to look at here is when we're really kind of centered in ourselves and connected with ourselves as much as possible, then we can choose where, which currents to follow. We can choose where, where to go with it all. Yeah. And like a piece of seaweed, I mean, maybe not the kelp that's floating on the surface, but let's talk about something that's connected to the bottom. I mean, yeah. it's connected, but yet it does this beautiful dance. It doesn't know where it's going to go. It's still in flow with all the currents, but yeah. it doesn't have to, it knows it's home, you know, it's there. And uh, Mick Jagger, I had this written on my mirror when I was like 16. And he's like, it's all right letting yourself go as long as you can get yourself back. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Mick Jagger. So, yeah, thank you for that. Yeah. So, also, therein lies the lesson of why I quit drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always really hard to come back. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. really powerful. So who are your, the kind of people that you work with often? Are they people like live, live in cities or, you know, more modern and are looking for something deeper? Is it people who are already on a certain path? Um, it is regular people. Um, there's a mix. I think lately most of the people have been in their kind of late 20s to early 40s because um, that's a very interesting time of like, oh shit, I've been an adult long enough. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to be and I still have the rest of my life ahead of me, but I also feel like there's not much left. You know, it's this weird time and, um, you know, I'm in my early 30s, so I guess that works, but um, it's more, there isn't like I work... You know, I guess a lot of people that are coming to me have, you know, there's actually been a lot of mothers come to me 
um, both new and with teenagers. There's been um, a lot of women, but some men. Um, but I think the, you know, the common theme through it all is that they're deep feelers. They're really mm. compassionate. So they're very empathetic. They really um, feel that they need to be of service and that they get really overwhelmed by that, which can turn into self-sabotaging behavior yeah. um, because it's, you know, there's just so much going on that um, they crumble. So some of my people, you know, a lot of them work within, um, you know, whether they're an international speaker in mental health and addiction, or they work with mental health and addiction, or they're in a mental health and addiction crisis, or, you know, they're a coach or, you know, there, there's a lot of different, um, so the demographic of who they are doesn't really matter, but the energy of it is very consistent that yeah. they're sensitive people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they, they all over the world. They come from specific places. Um, I would say mostly North America, but I'm getting on to Europe more. I just haven't started offering times that are available for oh, Europe. Yeah. So that's coming, yeah. but, uh, Europeans love my mala beads. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm always shipping them to Europe. Um, so, but yeah, a lot of my groups are in North American time zones and then, uh, we're moving over into Europe as well. So mm. yeah, kind of anybody. The nice thing about a Bali time zone is I can make it work with most people. Yeah. Yeah, I find you, it works. And I get up early, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. And you run most of your business through Instagram, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I amazing. don't even have a website. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. How, how did yeah, that I work come backwards. About? I mean, it's so um, simple. Yeah, I, I work backwards. And, like, my Instagram has, like, less than a 1,000 followers. You know, like, we're working on it. But um, I'm not really somebody that, that goes wide. I go deep. <laughs> so with everybody that I connect with, you know, we connect on a, on a pretty deep level. Um, I'm pretty approachable and accessible. Um, you know, people can message me on there and I'll answer. Um, I think I just really, I like sharing pretty pictures. I do have a girl that works on some outreach for me to help me manage, you know, cause I don't like being on Instagram all the time, but I also have so much fun doing stories <laughs> because of all the different like colors and <laughs> sharing little moments and whatever. So, and then it's a really easy one-stop shop. So being in Bali, you know, like, you know, from being in Bali before people love the gram over here. Um, so it's pretty visually inspiring um, and it's a really easy way to meet people cause you've got like a messenger and you know, you can snoop their profile and you can have your photo album on there and you can have links to whatever. So I have a link tree on there and it goes to whatever I've accomplished up until that point. So now I've got a YouTube channel on there with one video and <laughs> you know, soon I'll have a website, but right now I've got my booking page and you know, my groups and stuff and uh. yeah, it's good. You wouldn't click so. buttons on from there. It's easy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. It's really, it's really good. It's really powerful. Yeah. Mm. Let me just see what other questions I have for you. I'm curious. I'm really in, just this this idea of conscious choice that you brought up today is is really working. Um, it's really, it's really bringing up something for me as well, actually, because not not even because. There's something so, um, not to say, how to say it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a personal thing. And, you know, I, this podcast is also, of course, I ask questions, but sometimes it's a space for also me kind of, you know, sharing a bit of my own process with this because um, I get so much from these interviews. Like, you know, maybe you have this in your coaching and I have this with my clients. Well, sometimes you're like, this, this, I know this session was for me, you know, I know I was being of service to you or to these people, but really I got so much out of this like session and I feel, and these podcasts interviews are exactly the same thing. Like I have these incredible conversations with people like you who are, you know, have had, you know, challenging journeys have kind of come through and are being of service in, in a, in, in many ways, in one way, which is the more practical element, you know, I do, Insta, I use Instagram, I do beads, I do this, but also just by being who, who we are, and in this case, being who you are, 
and to your exploration, it just, it just brings so much, you know, and I feel really moved by that. Um, to this, this incredible journey of life that we're on, that we can have, you know, we can meet someone and just receive so much from them just by their story and their presence. And, you know, just by having a conversation of what, of what an hour, you know, we're going to have an hour conversation. <laughs> it's like, it changes, it changes. It's like, for me, I feel like it's, it's very profound and life-changing often. Like today, especially this idea of, yeah, conscious, consciously choosing time and time again to be here, which, you know, I've heard many times, I've heard, but, you know, it, it, it requires sometimes someone's story and experience and the right timing for it to kind of go, oh yeah, this is exactly what I'm being invited to right now. You know, it's come up in the past, in a session last week about this idea of coming home. And mm-hmm. I've been also doing some branding um, process on my, my personal brand, which is also about really this idea of coming home. Mm-hmm. So it's coming home to ourselves, but also coming home to the beauty of life, to that kind of that quiet oh, of like being alive. <laughs> You know, when you're yeah. sitting on the beach at night and you have like, like the stars and you're kind of like, oh my God, like we live in this amazing place. Yeah. This incredible place. So coming home is yeah, such a profound topic. Um, yeah. And it's when you're talking, it reminds me of the beauty of co-creation. You know, you're not here on this planet alone. You know, we're here to continuously meet each other and go apart and you know these yeah everything that we do if it if it feels good and it kind of fills you up and it's not draining you then it's a it's a nice thing to do so keep doing it and Mm. I mean coming on and doing this podcast is equally as fulfilling fulfilling for me because like I've had a really shit 24 hours and like this is really awesome (laughs) you know like some shit went down and um and I felt a lot and and it was really nice to hop on here and just talk about something that I love with somebody who gets it the way that I get it. And, you know, the, yeah, the co-creative element, like I do it in my brand all the time. I co-design things with people or I don't know, like it's, and what you're doing is you're, you know, you've got your idea and then you're going to like marinate it with somebody else. And then you guys like birth this, like, baby of whatever happened in that space you know so like it's been really good having a baby with you today (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love it that could be the title yeah (laughs) of the podcast (laughs) we have i have a baby corona babies (laughs) (laughs) corona babies yeah corona babies you know i feel so so many people around are really birthing something new i feel like we're we're collectively giving birth to something very profound and and you right now like so many projects from different people also personally things are really kind of you know being grounded i guess being you know yeah. like we're in that birth canal of like creating this new world i mean that's where your root chakra is <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah and i mean should you choose to again, go there because you can resist what's going on right now Mm. and um, feel like you're out of control, uh, feel like you're unfree, you know, but we've always been free and it's more of a frame of mind than physically like where you are, Um, you know, and other people will have their opinions on that. um, But it's... um, it's been a really beautiful time. And I like, actually, I see a lot of people getting pregnant right now, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but these, these new possibilities are coming Mm -hmm. out with all of this time. And, um, you know, when you do come home, you know, you come, you ground your energy, you're you're bringing your energy back down. Let's get spiritual again to your, your root chakra and your sacral chakra. And you start feeling safe. You, you start feeling secure. You start to really, feel like you've found your tribe, you know, and once you've found that, then you can start like unleashing your creativity and start finding pleasure in life. And, you know, and then from that, you have the confidence to share it, Mm. you know? So, and then it just kind of, it's just Mm. this dance up and I like always envision like a spine and like the chakras up and down (laughs) whenever I talk about it. But, (laughs) um, but yeah, just really being called down because most of us were up in our minds, you know, going crazy with all this 
overthinking and, you know, living in our minds instead of actually living in like the physical world, you know, we're in this alternate universe of like the internet and our minds that don't even exist. They're not even tangible. Yeah. So So true. Uh, I studied Mm. a, um, a modality of body psychotherapy called core energetics and in that, they talk a lot about grounding, and it took first about the, the idea of, you know, you have to be vertically grounded, which is, as you say, in your body, in order to actually then to find, you know, the horizontal grounding, which is the people, you know, the world, the environment. So that makes complete sense what you say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tree's got to have deep roots for it branches mm. out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, one second. So what? So, big question again. Let's mm-hmm. go into this. Hit me. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> what? You just you just touched on, you just touched on it there. And I'm I'm really curious because about this idea of resistance because you know it's something we experience mm. I know personally, collectively. Like this is kind of, and some people more than others, and some people uh, it's easier to move through that resistance than than others. I'm curious to hear from you, like. One, how do you experience that? How have you experienced that in yourself, your work, your clients? But also, how do you see it maybe on a more, on a collective level? What is this resistance to, to creating, you know, this, this, this kind of like Charles Eisenstein says, the world our hearts knows is possible? So within me, the resistance feels tight, um, like my chest will feel tight. My stomach will go in knots. Um, I feel anxious. Um, I'm rebellious, um, which has its place because it's fun sometimes. (laughs) Um, but, uh, I find sometimes there's a resistance to step outside of the false sense of certainty. So Mm. certainty being something that we think about, not something that exists because everything's always ever changing. Um, And yet people have, so then going into the collective, there's this safe kind of, well, I know that I'm in this country and these are the laws and this is my job and who I am and this Mm. is my schedule and blah, blah, blah. And a resistance to shift that because you know, it's easy. And I mean, it's funny for me because I kind of came backwards. Like I love now having a schedule and having a home and, you know, Mm -hmm. that grounding aspect. Um, But when you are so rooted into the ground, there's a resistance to any change, which means like, you know, I'm from Canada. We have four seasons. You know, so like you got to go with it and you got to, you got to be open to change. And in the month, there's four moon cycles. And, you know, as a woman, shit goes cray cray once a month, you know? (laughs) You (laughs) have to ride that wave. Yeah, you got to ride it out. And, you know, there's, um, everything's always changing. So this resistance to shift a little bit or to let go of, the way you think it's meant to be because of what, mm. like for what, um, you know, I think it's, I think this time has been really good to, to really ask the hard questions to ourselves to see like, where is this tightness coming from? Mm. Why am I feeling tight? What am I actually holding on to? Yeah. And when it comes up during breathwork sessions, let's say, let's like bring it back down to something more feelable, I guess. It's not really tangible, tangible, but um, the moment we soften our body when we're breathing, because people will breathe and be like, <sighs> and they'll be like pushing it in and pushing it out and just controlling the fuck out of it. And it's like, you can't control it. Like just chill out, you know? (laughs) And the moment you chill out, you know, a tear comes down your face Mm. or like you just relax and you're like, oh, fuck, it feels so good. It's so easy. Or this hurts so so bad. Yeah, exactly. But like at least you can can move and it moves. And it's like when you're surfing, if you're fighting the wave trying to like take on the whole fucking ocean – well, you're surfing and you get pummeled, it's like you lose all your energy. But if you just 
take a deep breath and then just float around, you'll surface again. Mm. So really trusting, I guess. Mm. I just went on a total round roundabout. Well, that was my next question. <laughs> so you kind of started to answer it, but maybe there's more, which is how could how can people utilize, I guess, the practice of conscious choice um, it, when they're, you know, perhaps stuck in, not, not even stuck, but choosing, <laughs> choosing to be stuck in maybe a job, mm -hmm. a, a city, a, a relationship that they don't really, f they're not really feeling inside. Yeah. So how could they utilize conscious choice in mm. expanding their perception of what's possible? Yeah. Yeah. So I like to, um, especially when you bring up jobs and relationships and these big things in our life, I think people love to eat, pray, love, because it sounds romantic to fucking leave it all and go, to go Bali. on this. <laughs> yeah, go to Bali and like leave it all and just like throw it all in the trash and begin again. And it's mm. like, yeah, it sounds kind of book. Yeah. But this is like, that's a human being you're thinking of chucking to the side and you know, what about all those lonely nights you spend by yourself or that lostness that's in the middle of that? And so, um, you know, how are, let's come back to the question, conscious choice of like, how do you deal with those things? So I kind of like to ask, what's the middle way? You know, if somebody's thinking about leaving their job, you know, okay, well, what, what do you want to replace it with? Or what, like, why are you leaving your job? Mm. And then, you know, it'll uncover what it is that they really want. And it's like, okay, well, so that you're not like shocking your nervous system, you know, and you're not just cutting the cord right away. How can you start welcoming that in as you mm. kind of let go of the other or welcoming it in to explore it, to see if it's even what you want? Because maybe once you try it on, you know, you try that shirt on, you're like, ah, eh, it doesn't really look that good, actually. Yeah. I don't really want it that bad. And then you know, you still have your grounded stability of your home base, which is your finances, your tribe, where you live, that kind of stuff. So you can just start like taking a toe outside your comfort zone, mm. checking it out, seeing what's there. And then you can always come back to your center. Mm. Um, and you can be drastic. I mean, I'm a go big or go home kind of girl, but I really like taking the middle way a little bit more because it's less of a shock to my <laughs> system. Um, you know, with relationships, like, is it the relationship or is it something about it? You know, so what is it that you're craving more of and how can you support your partner into meeting you there? Mm. And how can your partner support you to meeting there? Because don't forget, this is a co-creation and don't forget your job is a co-creation. Yeah. It takes two people, you know? So mm. I, I love to ask what's the middle way, you know, people want to People ask me all the time, oh, how do you make it work in Bali? I just want to give up everything and move to Bali. I'm like, I want to live in Canada sometimes, you know, and go snowboarding. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's the middle way? You know, can you, can you lease your apartment and come to Bali for two months and try it on and then go home and then come for another two months and then go home and then maybe you come for six months, mm. you know, and just kind of, it's like, you don't often, jump into a hot bath, you yeah. know? <laughs> And that's, I think, often the resistance for people to make the change because there is this idea that it has to be drastic, right? It's like, it's like, mm -hmm. it's like that duality of like, if it's not this, then it's something completely different. And what you're inviting us to look at here is, again, going back to that kind of the, is it the kelp or the seaweed at the bottom of the ocean to kind of just start to kind of be a bit more flexible and to kind of dance around a bit more, with, yeah. even in your mind and your imagination, kind of exploring a little bit instead of yeah. it being... Because again, come back to the idea of choice. I don't know where we get this from, but this idea of, you know, once if I, I choose one thing or I choose the other. So I'm choosing either this relationship or I'm choosing not this relationship. Or I'm choosing to live here or I'm choosing to live in Bali. And in the, like, the middle... Why? Yeah. Can't you have it all? Exactly. <laughs> and the middle way is like, well, maybe there's like something in between or both or like there's another dance that you can do that's not one or the other. Yeah, I'm... Um... I'm a big believer of exploring the possibility of having it all. Mm. And, um, you know, again, the thing is, is that there's no fucking formula. There's no right or wrong. You just have to walk down that path and see where it leads you. Yeah. And that's where I like to teach people to come back to their center because I don't know where you want to go. You probably don't know where you want to go. 
Um, once you get there, you're going to want to go somewhere else, you know? So as long as you got a sturdy pair of shoes and some water, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> then you can keep walking. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. Are there any, any other, anything else you want to speak to that you want to talk about or share? Um, I think what's coming in for me right now is, you know, it's really easy for me to talk about all these things and laugh and smile, um, in this conversation, but it comes from a lot more darkness than light that I've seen Mm. in my life. Um, and I think there's a really important aspect to being really real. And, um, lately I've really been working through this struggle to be seen, um, you know, and, and showing up more being myself, you know, and, and just having these off the cuff conversations because in real life, this is what we have. So that's why I love podcasts. Cause like, we're just, we're just chatting, but actually people are going to listen to it yeah. and, uh, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but I think just bringing it again, grounding it back down to earth that, you know, it's really beautiful to listen to these stories and listen to all these things and, you know, think that somebody's got it figured out, but to really, hold space for the humanness of all of us and um, and to be okay is something I'm really working on being okay being wrong mm. you know like the amount of fucking failed relationships I have the amount of times I embarrassed myself and I mean I cried the other day after teaching yoga you know because I like something was going on and um I like to say one of the things I kind of coined for my brand that keeps coming out is the best adventures always come from being lost, Mm. you know? So like people have this stigma about being lost or whatever. And I'm like, fuck it. Like at least you stepped outside. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) You know, have fun, go explore. Yeah. And it is so easy. And even in this, in this day and age of like, you know, Instagram and podcasting, or YouTube to, to make things look a certain way to kind of to gloss oh over God, all the, the challenge, the fuck the fucking mountain that we have to climb sometimes just to Yeah. Like to perfectionism f- on steroids. Like, mm. oh, as if we had a problem with that before. <laughs> you got filters that are changing people's eye sizes yeah. and everything. Like yeah. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um I think learning to love other people in their darkness, you know, like my, my brother had a 17 year heroin addiction. So I really learned how to love him in his darkness Mm. because I had to, because I was going to lose him. You know, he's been clean now for like a year and a half, which I never thought would happen. I'm so fucking proud of him. And, but learning to love somebody, even though you don't agree with the way that they're living, even though you know, their mask isn't what you want to see, you know, and learning to love somebody else like that. And if you can, then you're capable of loving yourself too, you know, and you get to see all of your shit. You're the only person that knows everything. And so how can you love yourself for all of it? You know? Um, Yeah. And it comes back to conscious choice. I think mm -hmm. you made that choice to love your brother, made that choice Mm -hmm. to, to love yourself or others like with everything that they are right now yeah and that's where um breathwork really comes in for me like I never understood what this self-love bullshit was that everybody talks about I was like like, what does that even mean like oh you have to love yourself before loving like whatever what does that even mean give me some fucking instructions (laughs) (laughs) and so that's what I guide people through breathwork because your body just kind of tells you and you get these insights and um you get to feel it and you know, then you kind of start peeling back the layers of what that feels like. And then you no longer need to explain it. So, Mm. yeah, but that softness with ourself and then it allows you to be soft with the world, you know, and then we're not getting mad at each other for not wearing masks and, Mm. um, you know, calling each other out for being wrong because you're not following the rules. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful in Indo where uh, people just wear masks and get on with their life and, you know, it's just a very accepting culture, which is mm. really beautiful. And it does you all know? start with that relationship with ourselves, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I had this experience this morning of, you know, I've been 
I was a personal trainer years ago and recently rediscovered like CrossFit and going to the gym and really, really loved it. And then I've started to develop this kind of niggle in my elbow. And, mm. you know, I've kind of, I've really had to like, especially came through a session last week, like I've really had to stop and listen to my body. And there's, mm. there's that point of frustration because I can see that there's this, this other part that wants to keep going and keep pushing and keep moving forward at things, you know. Whereas this morning, I just kind of did just some really gentle, like breathing relaxation and just kind of surrendering to that. And it's, you know, it's, it has been a struggle to actually surrender that. There's, there's definitely a part, the perfectionist part that just wants to keep, keep moving and keep training and, you know, keep, keep really pushing through what's actually here right now. Yeah. Um, but then there's a balance again, you know, it's your right elbow, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you're over masculining yourself. Yes. And your body calling for a little bit more softness and femininity yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. a little bit more rest. So it's just that balance. And like, you can go hard at the gym yeah. and you can rest. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to go hard at the gym, you just got to do more yin. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this morning. So yeah, play hard, nap hard. Yeah, and that, you know, yeah, that's all right. And that's what I, I stopped training like a few years ago because I felt myself going down this path. And then I kind of went to the other side to like the just yoga and dance and the relaxation and yeah. now I'm kind of like but I want both you know I want it all you like you say I, yeah I want it all it's just you know you need to remember that this other side is equally as important well that's the pendulum swing so I love this thing um so when you when you swing a pendulum you start and you go real hard and you swing it and it goes real hard and it's this extreme shift you know yeah. and then after a while it just kind of like ends up in the middle here and it's yeah. just shifting back and forth. And then it's this beautiful dance of like easy to come back to center, easy to come back to center. And you just dance back and forth. And it takes, I think everybody I know and everybody I talk to and myself, I mean, you got to be extreme before you figure out where mm. your center even is. Yeah. Mm. Do you think that's a, just a part of life that we do that as human beings? I mean, I guess so. That's what I see. <laughs> you know, that's, it's this thing that everybody does is, you yeah. know, we are so extreme. And then, you know, you talk to a 90 year old person and they're like, yeah, you know, I just, you know, they get, it gets really simple. Mm. Yeah. So, but you're not going to know what burns you out until you get burnt out from doing it, you know, and then next time you just, you have the choice of how you're going to approach it and, you know, and then fear can come in and, you know, but that's the journey of like just constantly reestablishing your center because if you were balanced and centered all the time, you'd be fucking bored. You know, peace is anticlimactic. It is not this ecstatic excitement. Like everybody wants peace. It's fucking boring. <laughs> What do you want peace for? Yeah, exactly. Get excited. Like, get, get passionate. Yeah. yeah, get passionate. Yeah, like get excited saying. and then fucking get your heart broken. Yeah. Beautiful. It's amazing. It so is. That's life, right? That's the beauty of life. And yeah, yeah it's the incredible wow. journey that is this roller coaster of life. And without passion, it is dull and devoid of something it's profound. Yeah, yeah. I completely get Passion Pilgrim brand now. Yeah, <laughs> you can feel it. I can't tell you what it is. Yeah. But you can feel it. It's like, yeah, I can feel it. It's energy. It's beautiful. Um, so, how do people connect with you? What's the best way? Yeah, they can connect with me through Instagram at Passion Pilgrim, P yeah. I L G R I M, and. Uh, that's probably the easiest way. I'm just going to give you that one yeah. passion program on Instagram. Great. And then from there you can branch out into whatever you want. Yeah. Um, you know, if you don't know what you want, send me a DM. I love to start there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but just come just peruse. Um, yeah. I'm always willing. I'm always happy for people to reach out. So yeah, they can just go there. And if they want to come on a call and meet the community, there's some pretty cool people that are starting to collect and, um, it's a really safe space of some really real people. So mm. I love that. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for today. It's been really, yeah. really awesome connecting with you and sharing. And as I said, I received 
receive so much from you know what you're bringing to the world and thank you for, thank you for bringing what you're bringing to the world and uh, i wish yeah, you all the you. best yeah thank you and thank you for your calm grounded energy i need that sometimes <laughs> <laughs> good um, yeah <laughs> i and uh, speaking cool. of calm calm and grounded i want to yeah i love the idea of the passion so i want to I'm going to be working with that, that essence of the passion as well. You know, you really brought that to me today that, yes. So. Yeah, man, the more grounded you are, the higher your kite can go. Yeah. <laughs> You're full of these little quotable things. <laughs> I literally think in me- like my life, like I see things in metaphors. Yeah. Like I'll look at, like, I'll look at ants and I'll be like, oh my God, look at how they work together. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, oh, quotable Instagram post. Yeah. I, I touched one of those, one of those flowers that closed up and I was like, oh, it's perfectly fine. But then if you try to change it, it closes up. Just like <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Love it. Love it. Life metaphors. Every, all the answers are right there. Right there. <laughs> all the symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you.